to Inspirational Journeys, a faith-based podcast where your story matters. Come on over, grab a seat on the front porch, and let's talk about the writing life. Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, everyone. My name is Ann Harrison, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with a dear friend and sister in Christ, Rachel Clark. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for, for coming on to the show. So, Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, let's see. Where do I start? <laughs> um, I, I live in Canada, in Manitoba. Um, I grew up, born and raised here. I've always lived here my whole life. And um, yeah, grew up in a small city here in Manitoba called Brandon. And I, um, I guess we're talking about writing and, and artistic things. So I'll just say I was an extremely artistic child, um, kind of eccentric, I guess, maybe I was always really looking at the world and everything around me and wanting to draw and paint everything I could see. And I would write little poems and stories and stuff. So yeah, I kind of started off with a creative streak, you'd say. And, um, and I just kind of grew up and I ended up, my life took a different path. I ended up becoming a police officer for nine years. So I was five years with the RCMP, Royal Mounted Canadian Police. And then I also worked for another four years with the uh, city police in Saskatchewan. And um, that was a really fulfilling career. Uh, hard, challenging, but fulfilling. I got to help a lot of people, which was uh, my goal. I wanted to serve. And um so yeah, I did that and I found a husband and I got some kids and I got two little boys now. And uh, we recently, well, I guess both a few years ago, we moved back to Manitoba from Saskatchewan. Now we're living in Portage La Prairie and I've kind of hung up my spurs, no longer policing, but I never forgot my passion for writing and for art. And I thought, you know, I couldn't do it before because, you know, you always everyone always tells you like, there's no money in drawing pictures. You know, you, you hear that a little bit. Mm. And, <laughs> and so, you know, I kind of, I, I sought a different career that would, that would kind of ensure some more financial stability. But now that I was a stay-at-home mom watching my kids and I, um, I decided I'm going to dive back into those dreams and, and kind of pick that back up. And that's what I've been doing the past few years now is writing. So yeah doing all kinds of, all kinds of good stuff. So it's been lots of fun. That's, I guess, the Coles notes version about me. <laughs> <laughs> so what inspired you to become a writer? Um, man, you know, I've, I've been asked that before and it's always kind of hard because I, there's so many different ways that I've been inspired, I guess at a young age, they, the first inspiration, I think that was a driving force for me was a high school teacher I had, her name was Mrs. Beiser. And I, I mean, like I used to write poems and, and draw little, or, or write little stories all the time, but I never really did anything much with them, but I had written this story and it's funny enough, it was titled lost and it was kind of about aliens, you know, an alien attack or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, and ironically enough, it is now lost. I cannot find that story anywhere, <laughs> but maybe someday I'll find it in a box somewhere. I hope so. Yeah. Um, but I, I gave it to her and I asked her if she could read it. And I said, I'd love to hear your feedback. And if you wouldn't mind kind of editing it for me or just, just give me some pointers, anything. And 
she did. She, she, she took it home and she took her a little, you know, a couple of weeks, but she got back to me and she actually invited me out for a coffee. We went to this really nice little coffee place in Brandon and, and we sat down like almost, I felt like for me at that age, being a, you know, a teenager, that was huge. It was huge having a, a teacher sit down as almost feeling like equals, right. To talk about something creative like that. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it really touched my heart and she gave me a lot of positive feedback and she really encouraged me to keep writing she seemed to think that I had a lot of promise in that area and I kind of that just touched me and 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 really strengthened my love for writing and and I've kind of always kept writing since then because I kind of always dreamed that someday I'd publish a book so that was my first inspiration and then my family you know my supportive family my 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 husband um just things that I see around me are inspirations daily just always things are happening that I'm just forever writing notes and seeing and like oh that's going to be a story and just there's so many so many inspirations and like one of the biggest ones also is is God like he um he's always been in my life and I I cast all my cares on him essentially so like if I'm struggling with anything he's always been there for me and he inspires me to do follow my dreams like when i when the doors have kind of closed or he's kind of always offered uh, an open window for me. And in my recent life that has been writing. So, yeah. Wow. That is so cool. (laughs) So is the big old bike, your first book? It is. Sorry. I had to slurp some coffee there. Um, (laughs) Yes, it is my first book, my first published book. Yes. And um, uh, I've been working on it for the couple years it probably took a couple years to get it out but uh yes I uh it's my first but it should be a series I'm working on a few more outlines and actually started the first chapter of book two for that series um which will be very exciting and I'm always working on a lot of different projects I've got lots of irons in the fire oh nice and you write for competitions too right I do yes I love short fiction short stories and I write a lot uh, for, for contests. Usually I have at least four contests a year that I'll try and write for. And I like the prompted contests where they give me like a genre and a subject and a character. And then I have to just use my imagination and create something from that. I just, it, it sparks me, it sparks the old brain to keep working and I just love it. So yeah, I do that a lot. So have you ever thought about taking some of those short stories and putting them together in a book? You know, it's funny you say that because I have. I think that's like, um, I just don't have, I don't, <laughs> I'm waiting until I have enough stories, like kind of in the same genre that, that where I could compile them in, in such a way. But yeah, I would love to do that. I think that would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Especially those that don't make the cut. <laughs> yeah. Find a home <laughs> for them anyway. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and why not self-publish? <laughs> why not? Yeah. So you say you, you talked about outlining are you a, a full-on plotter or are you what they call a planter yes uh well I'll tell you the evolution of where I am right now so I was a full-on pantser for a long time I I love to write by the seat like fly by the seat of my pants so to speak I just have the especially short stories it works easy because you have the idea and you can just start writing and it kind of flows and then it's easy to kind of just uh, spitball and it and and keep working on the ideas as they come to you because it's a shorter um, shorter story but with I tried writing a novel my first NaNoWriMo I, I do NaNoWriMo and my very first one was just three years ago I wrote my first novel which has obviously not gone anywhere yet it's still in the editing phase but um, and I tried that method with the novel and boy oh I 
now on the back end, there's so much editing and so much because I just powered through and it didn't have a full, I just didn't have the full uh, vision in my head. I was just kind of winging it. And now I'm working on a novel. I'm working on a sci-fi Western novel, this Camp NaNoWriMo, which is happening right now in April. And I decided to try something the total opposite to everything I've ever done and be a full-on plotter. So, <laughs> and so far I am loving it. It took a while to go through it and hammer out basically to a full outline for every single chapter by chapter by chapter. And it just, it seemed daunting, but now that I have that, I've got a perfect roadmap and I'm just following that roadmap and it is, and it is changing a bit as I'm going and that's fine, but I'm, I'm loving it. And I think, I don't know if I'm going to go back. I think I might, I might kind of be a plotter now. <laughs> do you have a certain plotting method that you use or do you just create your own as you go? I, I've just created my own. I know that there is a lot of really good ones out there. Like there's, uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like there's a snowflake method and people use postcards and there's, there's a bunch of different kinds out there. Mm -hmm. um, I've just kind of done my own thing. I, I, uh, I wrote a synopsis for it first, like a, a very long outline and I actually shortened it into a synopsis. And then from there, I broke it up into what I thought would be chapters. Cause I, for my, what I do in my head is I play it like a movie. So as I'm running through it in my mind, like a movie, I'm thinking, okay, how many words might this section be? And then I kind of break that off into a chapter. And that's how I do. I run through it like that all the way through. And then that gives me a good idea of where it's going to turn out at the end. So sounds kind of like, well, sounds similar to what I'm doing. I'm, I've, I've started with the snow. I've, I've worked the snowflake method with one novel or I'm in the process of it. Yeah. But then I end up creating my own method too so yeah yeah because what's once your, what oh I was just gonna say what's your method <laughs> but no go ahead uh well <laughs> I call it the plot stitch but I'll explain more about that later okay uh, yeah um and listeners have already have heard me kind of touch on it but okay um so what was the inspiration behind the big old bike the inspiration, I um, I wanted to write a book for my kids. I have two boys. And that was one kind of thing that was in the back of my mind is trying out a children's book because I have a soft spot for children's literature. So that was always kind of there. But what happened was, is I was driving home one day and just on the street, I drive every single day. And in on the walk path, there was a couple kids riding a bike and well two kids on two bikes but <laughs> the the one of the kids was quite a smaller kid and he had a really big bike and I just thought that looked a little little awkward but he was making it work and um I just got immediately I got a spark in my head about you know you know maybe he gets teased at school and maybe you know who knows what his life is like you know like maybe maybe he has dreams but doesn't know if he can realize them and I just had all these different thoughts that ran through my mind while I was watching this kid ride and then as I tootled past in my car and from there it just it just took off when I, I got home and I started writing kind of a bit of a very sh short little outline of what I thought my story might be and then from there I just started writing it and I thought initially I might submit it to some sort of a contest at some point so it was a lot shorter than it is now in its final version as a book but I got a couple awesome readers to read it and they got some feedback and I just knew that there was more. So I ex expanded the story even more and it, now it's, it is what it is, but yeah, that's, it's something so simple. You know, I just, 
it wasn't anything complex. I just saw these kids writing and I just got this awesome idea. And uh, I knew that it would be a book that my kids, that I would want my kids to read someday, especially if they're struggling with bullying or confidence issues at school, that they'd have a book that they could read that might make them feel better. So as we say in the South, and I don't want to give too many spoilers, but I will say those bullies end up, they end up having to eat crow. <laughs> yep, they do. <laughs> yep. And that's, that's yeah, that, that happens. Um, so I, I go blank on the, on the, on the boy, on the, on the kid's name, but Oliver. Yeah. Oliver. Thank you. I don't yeah, know why no my brain just went that's all good because i think because i'm reading so many books <laughs> to keep them all straight yeah but oliver it he just i know he's been bullied and stuff but then i don't want to spoil it so tell me uh, oh my gosh i'm trying to think what next question to ask because i don't want to i don't want to go too far let's start with tell people about the book in case they haven't read it sure no problem <laughs> um so the big old bike is about a smaller than average boy who gets a bigger than average bike, a special bike from his grandfather um, for his 11th birthday. He loves the bike. It's the best thing ever. It doesn't matter that it's not shiny and brand new because he just loves it. Um, but not everybody does. Um, there's some mean bullies in school. And one of them in particular really has always picked on Oliver for his size and, and a couple other things about him. And uh, he decides he doesn't like this bike at all. And so he kind of gives Oliver a pretty hard time. And so with Oliver, he gets, oh, Oliver gets challenged to a race. That's like the, a big thing in the book. So I'll, I'll say that, but I won't spoil what happens after that. Um, so with his friends, he's got some great friends, Sue and Austin. Together, they go through setbacks and challenges and adventures, and, and they get up to all kinds of things together. And in the end, it comes down to Oliver having to figure out if, you know, if he can be the hero at the end of this big, at the end of this journey. So, um, and what's going to happen with the race. So that's kind of what it's about. So. Mm, yeah, it was a fun read and it, and it, like I said, it grabbed me and I could not put it down. <laughs> Aww, that's so good to hear. Yep. No, I'm like, and I, I was rooting for Oliver because I'm like, why don't they just leave him alone? But then, you know, those characters you love to hate. I'm curious because I know this happens for me. Do your characters talk to you? You know, I've heard people say that that happens. I don't, I don't think that I, they talk to me. I hear, I hear them talking. I, I see the whole conversation playing out in my mind and I feel like I'm almost there as a spectator, but no, I, I don't think they talk to me directly, but I've heard that lots from other writers. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Because if you're not doing what they want, they're going to tell you or they're going to go silent. <laughs> that has happened to me. Trust me. <laughs> so just be prepared if that ever happens. Um, you got to take another look at the story. Um, so I was going to ask you, so what, tell me a little, can you give us a little bit of hint about what the next one's going to be about? Sure. Um, it's not obviously it's only been first chapter, but uh, it's going to be about summer camp. So the the series is not always going to have the bike in it, but I think that'll probably always mention the bike, um, because that's kind of the, the heart of the first book. But uh, this this is going to take the kids Austin Sue and Oliver to a summer camp, which is going to be super, super fun and they're going to 
get up to some all kinds of hijinks and uh, and learns <laughs> maybe learn some lessons that they need to learn while they're there. So yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a fun time. And Oliver gets to ride horses, which he loves. That's a little tidbit for the book. He just adores horses, so he gets to ride a horse. So yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah, that, that kind of reminds me of some of the adventures I read as a kid. Um, the Polk Street School adventures. And then, yep. when, yeah, I was about to say, not quite the Babysitter's Club, because that's a little bit, that's a little bit YA now. But still, <laughs> I've read a lot of those neat little adventure books that keep you hanging on to the end. And then, and then you're like, oh, man, you want to read more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love some of those, some of those chapter books, for like the old, older ones are great. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You can't go, can't go wrong with like, you know, the, the tree house and there's, there's a bunch of them that are great, that are older. Did <clears throat> you ever read the babysitter's club? I did some of them. My sister had a few books and I always kind of snuck them out of her room and read some of them when I was younger. So, yeah. I, I don't think I've read them all, but I know I've read a, a bunch of them. I may go back and reread them just for the fun of it. <laughs> Because it's been so long. Um, but yeah. so what advice do you have for new aspiring authors or for authors who want to get into children's lit? Um, you know, I think what the biggest piece of advice I could give anyone that wants to write uh, and pursue that passion, that dream of getting a book out in the world is, is to not... Okay, there's a couple things. Not for one, not give up because um, maybe some people that are writing, they might not know that. I mean, there's lots of rejection in the writing world too. You know, you're going to write things and not everybody's going to like it. You're going to submit it places and it's not always going to get accepted. And so, but you just don't give up. Keep trying. Believe in your words. Believe in your in what you're writing. And uh, you know, if you have faith in it, someone else is going to eventually too. So I, that's one big thing I want to tell people is just don't give up, keep trying because eventually you'll get there. Uh, dreams do come true. <laughs> and then um, the other the other one I'll say is just to keep practicing. So we all learn and we all grow by doing, and you know, and reading, uh, reading a lot. You know, read a lot and write a lot. <laughs> just practice a lot, and you will get better. You know, if there's something that you love about another writer's story you know you love what how they phrased something or how they like to write something and I mean you can kind of take that as an inspiration for yourself you can better your own skills you can take courses things like that so lots of practice just just make sure you keep doing it mm-hmm. yeah so did you um did you have pictures in the big old bike yes yes I illustrated it um there's on average probably about three pictures per chapter and it's all sketched. I did it all with my good old trusty pencil. So uh, yeah, and I, I, I painted the cover, front and back cover with watercolor. So yeah, it was fun to do all that, planning out where to put the pictures in and which pictures should be there. And <laughs> it was quite the learning curve. It was my first first one, so yeah. Oh wow. And you, you, run in, you have your own publishing company, right? I do now, it's a brand new thing. Um, it's mostly I created it's called page turn press and I just I created it as a home for my own self-published works at this point um so all of the books that I publish will be will be published with page turn press um 
but I'm, you know, in the future, there could be room for expansion where I might delve into anthologies, you know, because I love short stories. So that's something that I might want to try and, and get out into the world is some some fun anthologies with some really creative and talented people's work in there. Um, and who knows from there, you never know where the, what the future could hold. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like sounds like that was going to be a fun adventure. Yes. <laughs> so where can people find you online? Um, they can find me at my website. My web, I'll, my website is www.rachelclarkwrites.com. So Rachel is spelled with an, I'll, I'll spell it for you because people often get my name spelled wrong. It's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-C-L-A-R-K-E writes.com. So that's, that's my website. And then I'm also on Twitter and I'm on Facebook. If you just, if you, if you type in Rachel Clark uh, writes, you'll usually find me on Twitter. I think I'm R-A, R-A Clark writes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, um, but you'll you'll find me even if you just get to my website. There's links on there. You can pop into any of my social media platforms. Um, those are the main places you can find me. My books on Goodreads. You know, if you read it and you love it, please leave a review. <laughs> yeah, leave a review on Amazon or Goodreads. That's always a big one, right? So. <laughs> right, and I've got. You just reminded me. I got to do that too. <laughs> I'm behind on reviews. That's <laughs> no, okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh my goodness so yeah um and I ask and a lot, a lot of times I ask people now if you don't have one that's fine but do you have a bible verse you'd like to share you know there's I've never been um I, I love obviously I, there's a lot of bible verses that um have touched me over the years um my memory is not very good for off the top of my head where I could just recite i've never been that person i know a lot of people that are like that and i'm not like that but i did want one of the ones that i've always been fond of ever since i was a child is john three sixteen, and it's just it's a it's a classic <laughs> a lot of people oh yeah love it. for god to love the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life yeah i actually didn't exactly. think i was going to be able to do that but i actually memorized that Good job. <laughs> That's good job. Yeah, that one always sticks with me. No matter where I am, it's just always sticks with me. I know me, that so. one for me, it's that one and Jeremiah 29 11. Okay. Yeah. So, would you like to close us out in prayer? Sure, I can. Um, <clears throat> Our Heavenly Father, I'd like to thank. Thank you this day for for Anne and for her wonderful conversation and and, and the, the gracious invite that she's provided me today that I can speak with her. I also want to pray for everybody out there listening that that they can have a wonderful day and that their families and friends and loved ones can be safe and uh, and healthy and that they can enjoy all the blessings that you've given them. And I just pray that. This world keeps spinning and that people heal and problems heal and that, uh, you know, that we're just going to get back to a, a life that that we can find peace and have have a little bit more happiness with things have been challenging lately. So that, that, that's my, my, my prayer for you uh, today, God, and I, and I thank you for listening and, and I love you very much. Amen. Amen. So we challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. Thanks for joining us on Inspirational Journeys, and have a blessed day. The 
The Writing Warriors for Jesus are excited to announce we'll be having two free writing conferences this year. The WWJ Youth Summit will be held on May 22nd, 2021, and our Writing Warriors for Jesus Writing Conference will be August the 6th and 7th. Please join us during our live streams where we'll be talking about Jesus and writing all day. All sessions will be live from YouTube and Facebook. You don't have to register to attend, but registration allows the Writing Warriors for Jesus to collect your email in order to draw door prizes during the event and send you emails of conference information. You can follow us at Jesus Writing on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date on all of our conference news. Hope to see you there. everybody this is Ann from the inspirational journeys podcast and I'm here today with Teresa from struggling blessed but not alone podcast how are you today Ann I'm doing good how about you Teresa I'm good so what's up I've got some news for you really what's that did you know that our listeners can support our podcasts no can you please share more about that Okay, so while you're listening to our podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, hit the support this podcast button. With your contribution of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month, you're helping us achieve our goals. Wait a minute, Ann. Are you telling me all that our listeners have to do is hit that support button and they could give a donation? That's right. Wow. Hey guys, thanks for wanting to do that for us. Have a blessed day. So I challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. You've been listening to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter, with your host, Ann Harrison. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit my website at annwritesinspiration.com, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and follow me on Facebook and Pinterest at annwritesinspiration and on Twitter at annwrites75 for more inspirational content. Thanks for listening, and remember, your story matters.